This episode of The Maker View is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash themakerview. This is Amy Johnson from MakerMama.com, and you're listening to The Maker View. Join me for inspiration and conversation with creatives from across the spectrum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of The Maker View. Today, I'm talking with Cassie Bourne, founder and CEO of Modern Thrive, an online community created to help people figure out what they want to do with their lives. Cassie is also the woman behind Maker Mentors, another online community that connects creative entrepreneurs. Cassie is a creative visionary, and I'm delighted to have her on the show. Thanks for joining me, Cassie. Thank you, Amy. I'm happy to be here. So, Cassie, I have a feeling there's a lot more to the work that you do besides what we can see um, just from your websites, from Modern Thrive and Maker Mentors. Can you tell us more about your work? Yeah. So, I really got started um, in this space back in 2009. I started working with a lot of bloggers. And what um, and I've always worked with a lot of bloggers who had big audiences and had these big communities, but I was kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I became really interested in how bloggers built their businesses, how they made money, um, what their days looked like. And so, I spent a lot of time learning that space. And then um, I built my career in marketing. And so I helped brands figure out how to collaborate with bloggers and online influencers for different marketing campaigns. Um, And so through all of that, I learned a lot about building community online and really what creatives were looking for and what people who were building a business from their homes needed to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so Modern Thrive and Maker Mentors is really something that I've been building for years where I've kind of been identifying what the need was for creatives out there what they needed to take their business to the next level. And, and that's why I'm so excited to finally, you know, launch these. We launched just last spring. So we've been around just about a year. Um, so it's just a really exciting time. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. So how, so you had the first Maker Mentors and that the whole concept is kind of like a conference and then an online community in conjunction with that, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so we launched as a conference, and part of this um, came about because when I was working in online marketing, I was traveling around to all of these blogging conferences. So I Mm -hmm. went to Blog Her and Mom 2.0 and Blistem and all of the conferences around. Um, And what I found was this amazing community would come together, and they all were building Uh, the same, are you still there? Sorry. Yes, I'm here. Okay. And they were all building the same types of businesses and they would learn together and everyone would leave with huge opportunities to take their business to the next level, to do something really interesting. And I loved that experience and I wanted to find a way to create that, but I wanted to be accessible to everyone because Mm -hmm. you can't always afford to fly across the country and stay in a hotel room (laughs) and like party for a weekend. Um, So Maker Mentor started with an online 
online conference and it's two days and we basically bring a bunch of experts to host live video sessions and everyone gets to connect in the chat room and network and kind of, um, you know, build community there. And so we hosted our first one last May and after that we had such a community of creatives who wanted, you know, more experiences like that and they wanted more networking opportunities. And so now we've expanded into a year long. It's a totally free community. We host webinars. We do weekly newsletters. But really, we just try to connect creatives to the resources and the experts that they need to, um, you know, learn what they need for their business. That's wonderful. So what drew you to um, working with creative bloggers in particular, you know, not like fashion bloggers or um, what, what brought you to that arena? Yeah, um, so it's kind of funny because I now I'm organizing all of these workshops for like illustrators and artists and like mm-hmm. I can't draw anything. I'm like <laughs> I cannot do a craft. Like it's impossible. And so a lot of people are like, what are you doing in this world? But when I was in the blogging space, I worked a lot with parenting bloggers and mm-hmm. kind of lifestyle. And, you know, I was a mom working from home and building a business and I was working with all of these other moms who were doing the same. And I kind of found this community of really creative women who are trying to do something really interesting with their lives while raising their kids. Mm -hmm. And I really liked helping them figure out how to do that. And I really liked having that kind of team of people around me. And so when I was building this site, when I was trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to build, it was really those were the people that I wanted to build a community of. Because I think that, you know, those are the people that need it the most when you're Mm -hmm. sitting at home by yourself building this thing that you hope will be big one day. You know, you really need other people who are doing that to encourage you and to keep you inspired um, as you're going through your journey. Do you have any particular bloggers that you've worked with that you have seen grow through the years and and be able to make it? Oh yeah, so I've worked with um, lots of lots of them. One example I is Allie Worthington. She was the first blogger that ever hired me to work with her, and I was like a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And she ran an online magazine called Blissfully Domestic, and so okay. she had a team of writers and they were all contributing and you know it was she has five boys so she was working from home raising five boys running this online magazine and it was back before bloggers could really make money blogging like Uh people weren't advertising there wasn't you know a lot of money in there and so she was like trying to figure out how to build this site up and from there she launched a conference which was Blistem and it went on for many years was very successful and then she just recently published a book and she's done a whole speaking tour and so she's went on to build this amazing career and it really started you know with her having an idea and wanting to do something interesting and having ambition and then surrounding herself with really creative interesting people and you know I've seen that time and time again where people start a blog and then suddenly they're publishing a book or Mm -hmm. they're on TV or you know they're making a full-time income from it and that is so empowering um, I think to be able to see that and then to show other people that it's possible and you can totally do it yourself and you know there's not something just magical about them that you know them the golden key what what would you say that different differentiates those who are able to go on and write that book or start a conference or you know do those bigger things that so many people aspire to do yeah I think the biggest thing is um 
first is sticking with something. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we have a lot of big ideas about what we want to do, Mm -hmm. but we're not really committed to any of those ideas. And I think, you know, as creatives, we have way more ideas than anyone else (laughs) about what we could do with our lives. And so if you start to narrow down what things are really important to you and what things you really want, then you can absolutely make those things happen. And I say, you know, Modern Thrive, we created to help people figure out what they want to do with their life. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you can learn how to do any career if you Google it. Like you can learn (laughs) how to get like any job, you can learn the skills, but nobody can figure out what job they want want or like mm-hmm. what's going to give them the life that they want. And I think the first step is narrowing down. What do you want your life to look like? What kind of work do you want to do? You know, what's most important to you? And the people that succeed have honed in on what was most important to them and then focused all of their efforts on building that into something really big. Um, and so I think that first step is really figuring out what goal actually matters and you know can actually have an impact on your life mm-hmm. and then really just running towards it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really inspiring to hear you say that. Um, so you must have done that in your own life then too. What, what goals and focus um, – has has been driven you to go where you are now. Yeah, well, there were a lot. I mean, so I grew up, I live in the Midwest. I grew up in a very small town. It was like 2,000 people. You know, I had a single mother. Um, I got pregnant right after high school. You know, and when you're living in a small town and you're surrounded by people who are like teachers or doctors or accountants and like none of that looks interesting Mm -hmm. and you have this small child and you're trying to figure it out. And I felt, you know, really lost because there was nobody who who thought like me or who like had – had ideas like I had. And I really found those people online and started, you know, to figure out what I wanted to do and what kind of career I wanted and what I was interested in. And once I started honing in on that, things just started happening for me. And, you know, my first job out of college, I was working for a PR agency that was based in New York. So I was like flying, leaving class and flying to New York for like business pitches and then flying back. And, you know, that's insane. Like I never (laughs) imagined, you know, I would be in that position. And then, you know, I did a project on my blog and it was like I was interviewed on NPR, All Things Considered, and it was like, what am I doing here? You know, like you always just feel like, how is this happening? But, you know, looking back and taking a step back, I can see how those things came about. And it was really me figuring out, oh, this is what I want to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. And then sticking through, you know, through it, even when I thought, you know, maybe this is totally crazy. Um, And so I think that if more people just trust their gut and Mm -hmm. really, you know, stick with something that they care about, that it will absolutely make them money in the end. They'll absolutely figure the business part out. Um, Because the hardest thing is, you know, if you're working on something 40 hours a week, you have to really love doing it. And, you know, And I think people will commit to things because they're afraid they won't have the money or they won't be able to do something or, you know, something won't work. But I think if you trust yourself more, you end up, you know, more successful in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So for Maker Mentors, you've landed some pretty big names um, for your lineup, like Tara Gentili, Lisa Congdon. Um, Did you have connections with them beforehand or did you just jump in and reach out to them or how did that work? Um, 
Yeah, so a couple of them I had known at conferences or we had mutual friends. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of them I just reached out um, when I was planning Maker Mentors. And they were the speakers at Maker Mentors last year. Uh-huh. But when I was planning it, I really was looking for, you know, who are the biggest people in the creative space? And I want to bring them all together and make it accessible to everyone. And every and all of the speakers were like totally in on that vision and they wanted to make that happen. Um, and so they were really excited to do it. And the other thing about, you know, planning an event or a conference is when you're hosting a real life event, all of the speakers have to take, you know, two days off of their work to fly across the country to like teach someone else. And so this, in this atmosphere, they had a chance to teach and mentor other creatives, but it was really easy. Like they could do it from their office and like, you know, it was fun and, and kind of engaging. And so I think that they were all open to that because it was a simple way for them to kind of give back to the creative community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just paid off in, you know, we have, a, you know, so many amazing speakers for Modern Thrive workshops and, and the Maker Mentors Conference. And that really stemmed from us getting some of the leaders in this space talking at the first conference and really kind of fostering the community from there. So what does your um, your day-to-day work life look like? You're a mom. Um, you are running these two websites. I'm sure there must be a lot of moving parts. What does your What does your day look like? It's it's total craziness. It's like it's complete <laughs> chaos. Um, so yeah, I mean, I work from home. I have two nine-year-old boys. So I start really early in the morning and get them out the door. And then I usually, you know, when I started, I've worked from home for a long time. But when I started out, I had a job where it was like you had to work nine to five from home. So I was very used to that. But now that I have a lot more freedom, I usually will do like four hours in the morning and like four or five hours at night and then maybe a couple hours late at night. But building my schedule around like how I want to run my day Mm -hmm. has made my life so much easier because it's, you know, I can have a lot more flexibility. But really what I'm um, doing day to day, my focus is, you know, creating content for our community. So Mm -hmm. we're organizing tons of free webinars. We're doing a lot of blog series. We're interviewing makers on how they built their businesses. And so really just developing new resources resources for people. Um, And then on the second half, I'm also finding instructors for our workshops, getting those programs launched, um, and focused on really kind of building that community because that, you know, the workshops that we host on Modern Thrive is really what allows us to build the community at Maker Mentors and really build these resources. And so the more workshops we can launch and the more we can grow, you know, the more we can kind of give back to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, So you must have like a pretty good um, insight into the world of being a creative entrepreneur. How have you seen that change or where do you see what what do you see is the trajectory for that for creative entrepreneurs? Yeah, so I, I, it was funny because I, when I did the first Maker Mentors, I hadn't talked to a lot of creative entrepreneurs in depth, uh-huh. but within the first few sessions, I started noticing all of these trends, mm-hmm. um, which have kind of played out um, in life. So what I, what I learned is that most creative entrepreneurs make no money for the first three years. Uh-huh. Like even the people who have best-selling books and are licensed everywhere, like their first three years, they were creating a lot of work and they were making like barely making ends meet. Mm-hmm. And so if you can stick through that first three years of like 
working hard and getting nothing, Mm -hmm. then it starts to pay off and bigger and bigger dividends. And so um, I learned that kind of creative entrepreneurs really go through three phases in their business. The first one is that figuring out how to make money. So like, you know how to create something, you have an idea for a product, but figuring out how to sell it, who's going to buy it, how Mm -hmm. to price it, all of that is really what you're doing in those first few years. And then once you figure that out, I say the first, the second phase is that then really growing that and it happens really fast where once you find your customer and your niche and you're on fire where your business just grows super fast and your biggest problem is that you have no time and you want control over your life again and like you're feeling completely overwhelmed and so I find that creatives in that part of their business really should focus on hiring people, um, freeing up more of their time, taking a step back and thinking about ideas that for products that will make them more revenue with less time input. Um, And then the last phase, I think, is where people really start to thrive. And that's when they've really honed in on their brand. They have systems set up for their business. And they really can grow um, to the next level there. And so I think that if creatives know, there is a typical path to building a business. And, you know, there is it does look a certain way. It gives you a sort of confidence when, you know, something isn't working or when you're not making enough money or you have no time to know that other people are in the same boat, I think is like a very comforting thing to know. Yeah. I think for me, um, I guess I'm a lifestyle slash craft blogger and I've been doing it for years and it's grown, you know, little by little as I've gone. And, um, um, I've recently re-entered the, the work world. So I'm a full-time working single mama with my blog on the side. And it's something that I would love to be able to get to that second step and growing and, and being able to make a full-time income from. Um, I'm sure you probably, that's probably, I'm probably one of your, um, your key market here for people going to Modern Thrive. Um, so that's, yeah, this is a great resource and I'm ex- excited to have found it. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I want to say so many people, too, are in that boat mm-hmm. where they're, you know, most people's creative ventures, they don't make a lot of money for a long time, yeah. and there's no security, and when you have kids, you can't live yeah, like that, like, you know? Exactly. And and something that I always, one piece of advice that I always kind of give and something that I did was I always tried to find like a a secure, some kind of security job where like I knew it would give me enough money to like make our, like pay our bills, Mm -hmm. but that was it. And so I would try and find somebody who would hire me as a consultant or a freelancer or Mm -hmm. something where I knew like at a minimum, like our rent will be paid and like (laughs) our our lights will be on. And that getting to that point then gave me the confidence to finally leave my full-time job. Uh But it's like, you know, without that, there's no way I would have ever like just leapt into it because, you know, you, you do need stability to be creative and to feel sane Uh and to, you know, build a successful business. Um, so you've really pulled yourself up by your bootstraps in life. Um, what would you say has given you the drive to be able to do that? And, you know, cause anybody could take a situation in life and look at it two different ways and, you know, either thrive in it or, or drown in it. So what, what has helped you thrive in it? 
Yeah, I think that um, I my strength is really that I'm an idea person. And so mm-hmm. I'm really big. I studied a lot of like Myers-Briggs personality types. Uh-huh. And so I'm very big and like everyone should know their personality what, type. Because, what is yours? Oh, so mine is ENTP. Okay. Um, do, you, do you know yours? I'm an ENFP. ENFP. Okay, great. So everyone, you learn your type and it basically tells you like what you're great at and what you're going to suck at. And so an, e, that's why said, an ENTP is like, I'm great at coming up with ideas. I'm really bad at managing the details and like following through and making uh-huh. it all wrapped up and pretty. So I think what allowed, like how I got to where I am is that I always had new ideas for things. So even when I was in a terrible situation or like totally stressed out, I always had a new idea to try something new and I was always really good at like sales and figuring out like how to make money and I was really scrappy with that and like that's just innately in me Um, and so that because of that like that's never been a challenge and I always say like um, you know like if you look at my business life like it grew really fast and my career grew really fast but like my personal life like I was you know it took me a while to get it all organized and uh-huh. together and it's like that's not that doesn't come natural um, and I what I find from ENFP is like one of the things I learned is like you have amazing ideas about how the world should work and what you know how things should be and like you know and how to just make things happen um, but ENFPs are always struggle to make money because they care about the causes that they work for so much. Dang that, like, it. <laughs> that's, that's, it's like your heart is yes. what like, stops you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a T. Yeah. But if you know that, you know, if you know that, like, then you can start saying, okay, well, I can only look at jobs that like I'm going to be really passionate about yeah. or, I'm, you know, like you can start to kind of narrow it down. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. They they really do tell you and give a lot of insight into yourself. It's yeah, I really like that. Um, so you okay? So it just sounds like you know, being a, an entrepreneur, having that creative vision, is just a part of you. Um, is there like something from your childhood or something that you remember where this like got started, or have you always had this? I guess entrepreneur bug. Yeah. So. I was, when I was like 10 or 11 years old, my mom had a restaurant and I would just start businesses like, cause she had these customers coming in every day. And so I would start businesses. Like I was walking dogs one month and I was selling <laughs> cookies one month and like just all of these things because I figured a way to make money and like uh-huh. that was fun for me. Um, and then when I got into high school, I started selling Avon. And so like I was the only 15 year old oh, girl wow. in the world. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I but I could sell to all of my teachers and I could sell to all of my friends. Yeah. And I was like making a lot of money doing it. And so I always had this thing. All during where, school hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was always looking for like how I can make money from like the things I'm already doing and interested uh-huh. in. And and that's always just come to me naturally. That's awesome. I am envious of that. <laughs> On the other end, I always say like to like balance it that I I am so bad at details that like uh-huh. I can't even 
I can't use a comma properly. I don't know how to properly use a comma. <laughs> I, like I, I have that. to someone edit my emails. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing. Oh, we all have our strengths and it's good yes. to know them instead of focusing on our weakest weaknesses, which I think so many of us, especially as creatives can like hone in on like, Oh, it's not, you know, what's not good enough. And, and instead of just really focusing on our strengths, um, Totally. Yeah. So how has um, being a mother, um, obviously that's, you know, a huge part of your life. How has that um, affected your your career? How has that inspired it? How has that changed it? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when I got pregnant with Aiden, I um, was only 18. I was Mm -hmm. right in my first year of college. And so as I was building my career, I always had to consider, like, I always had to consider him where, you know, daycare and how I was going to do this and how I was going to pay the bills. And, like, those questions were always considered as I was building my career. Mm -hmm. Where I think a lot of people, um, you know, when you have kids later, you're not prepared prepared to build a career around your kids. And so you built this career and then you have kids and then you're like shifting everything, (laughs) like no preparation. And so I think that, you know, having children early really helped me to understand like what I, what I was capable of, but also like what I wanted, Uh because I think it's easy to say like, oh, I want to be CEO of the company. And then like you have kids and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to be like, I'm tired. Like I know, you know, (laughs) CEO sounds great, but like, I want to stay a managing director. Like, you know, and you can make choices like that. Mm -hmm. But I think knowing early on that, like I had that freedom and I, you know, I needed to pick a, a career and make choices that also worked for, you know, for my family. I think really gave me some guidance there as I was getting started. I'm right there with you with being a young mother. I was 18 when I became pregnant with my first son and and 19 when I had him as well. So definitely know how the career path looks different in that aspect. Um, So tell us more about um, Modern Thrive. We haven't talked too much about it yet. Yeah, so Maker Mentors, we did the conference, and then we had, um, now we have an online community, and Modern Thrive is really um, a place where we just do online live workshops and training, so, you know, we had so much success with the conference, and people loved that experience, and we wanted to create programs that were more niche-specific, and so... We started developing workshops for illustrators, you know, how to build a freelance illustration business, how to get your art licensed. And then we started doing um, ones on like how to get your work artwork into galleries, you know, how to create products with your work. And so we're trying to create more niches that are really focused on, on things that people want to accomplish with their lives. Mm-hmm. So as creatives, there's all these different things that you want to accomplish. And our philosophy is that the best way to learn how to do those things is to find somebody who who's already done those things and and ask them how they did it. And so each of our workshops are focused on something that people want to accomplish. And then we find people who have actually accomplished that and have them teach in a style with it's very much like here is how I, I built this business or here's how I did this with my career mm-hmm. and kind of here's what I learned along the way. And I think learning those shortcuts and, and understanding that path mm-hmm. just really speeds the process up of figuring out what you want to do, what path you want to take, how you want to get there. Um, so for modern, well, for both, for Modern Thrive and for Maker Mentors, is there, has there been like a particular subject or topic that more people have been drawn to than others? 
Yeah. So artists and illustrators are by far our most active group. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of people, you know, it's funny because I didn't expect that. I actually thought that we would have a lot of like writers or Uh bloggers on there because that was kind of what I knew. And then we did a freelance illustration workshop and we had like 200 illustrators from all over the world join. That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And then we started doing more and there was just more and more interest from it. And I realized that there are all of these people, you know, creating artwork in their homes and doing this and trying to figure out how to make money from it. And on the other end, there's this entire industry trying to find like cool new artists and like Uh great artwork for their products. And um, there isn't a lot of resources and guidance to figure out like, how to connect that. Like, how do you Uh find those opportunities? How do you sell your art? How do you make money from the things that you create? And so um, our most popular workshops are really focused on showing people just different paths to monetizing their artwork um, or their illustrations. That's cool. Um, So you have another Maker Mentors conference coming up soon. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So our conference is happening April 20th through the 21st, and we have 12 speakers. So basically everyone that signs up, it's two days. And um, for those two days, we'll host these 12 sessions through live video. So you get to see the speakers um, and hear them live. And then there's a chat room where you get to talk to all of the other participants. You can ask the speakers questions. You can get feedback on your own business. And then there's a Facebook group where then you can go and continue those conversations conversations and continue building those um, that community. And we really have put together an amazing program that really covers all of the basic things you need to get your business started, whether it's, you know, branding or social media marketing or, you know, how to find freelance clients. We really covered um, a lot there. So it's going to be an awesome event. And last year, you guys did something where you paired people up with mentors as well. Is that correct? Yes. Are you doing that again this year? We're not doing that exactly. So last year we paired each um, attendee with a mentor for a private kind of coaching call. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting and it was fun. It was good. But like this year we found a a better way of doing it. And we're actually going to have a panel of experts who in different industries Mm -hmm. who are going to be in the Facebook group answering questions and engaging with people and talking to them there. So you can ask questions about your business. You can get feedback from these experts. But you get to talk to a range of experts Uh versus just um, one. So that's going to be, I think, a really good tool for people just to get feedback on their ideas and the things they're working on. That's cool. And well, and to have a conversation with also their peers asking the panel panelists questions as well, I imagine. Yeah, that's always the most exciting part, I say, is Mm -hmm. the chat room. Because it's like when you get 100 people who are all sitting at home building a creative business in a room talking about their creative business, like everyone has things to say and everyone wants to share and they're asking questions and they're talking about where they're from. And always at the end, people are like, typing their Instagram and Twitter in there so that they can connect with each other because they want to continue those conversations. And it's amazing just like, you know, getting a bunch of people in one place and like teaching them something together. It's like it just builds a sense of community that you don't always get the opportunity to have when you're working from home. And so that's just the really exciting part, I think. Yeah. 
yeah, building a sense of community, um, especially when you work in isolation, is so key and important. And I know that's been a big part of of my growth is connecting with other creatives, both online and off. Um, um, I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, um, I see that you have your degree from from school is actually in philosophy. Is that right? Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> tell me that, more. That how did that, why philosophy, and then how why why changing so much after that, or do you yeah, no. still intertwine today? So I started. I started with my degree in marketing, and okay. well, it's like business marketing. And I was really bored in all of the classes, and I was like, everyone in college is majoring in business, and like, no one's taking these classes seriously, and I was just like totally annoyed. Mm-hmm. And I took this um, business ethics course, and I was just fell in love with like, et- which like, no one falls in love with the business <laughs> ethics course. So I always say like, if you do, you should just major in philosophy. Um, so I was like, what is this? Like, what are we learning? Because I had never taken a philosophy class. Uh-huh. I had no idea like what it was, but I was just so enthralled with the discussion and like, you know, exploring ideas, which is like very ENTP of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to my advisor and I said, I want to change to um, be a philosophy major. And he said, no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I spent like two years convincing my family that it wasn't a crazy decision. Um, and, you know, now it's funny because there were, Recently, there were all these studies that came out that, like, startups are hiring more philosophy majors and, like, philosophy majors are – yeah, and I was like, see, I was just way ahead of the trend. (laughs) Like, everyone thought I was crazy, but it's – it was really just – I enjoyed studying it and I enjoyed, like, my classes and it was really engaging and, like – because it just felt like that's where I should be. So I kind of stayed there. Um, and I think a lot of what I learned about problem solving and just like how the world works and how people work, I think, you know, I definitely apply to the work that I do now. Yeah. So what is next for Modern Thrive and Maker Mentors? Yeah, so we're going to do, we have our conference coming up in April, Uh and then we are rolling out tons of new workshops, so we're expanding Mm -hmm. and doing um, some for photographers, we're going to be doing freelance writing, we're going to be doing some publishing ones, Um, we're going to be doing a series on selling your handmade goods, and so over the next year, we plan to launch more than 100 workshops um, covering different niches and creative business ideas, and so my goal there is really just to continue to build this community that's learning how to grow their business from where whatever stage they're in now, like how to get to the next step and how to mm-hmm. accomplish the next thing. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. And, you know, I think that the more programs we launch, the more, you know, communities we kind of engage with. It's definitely, I've learned that people really are seeking out these kind of opportunities to, Mm -hmm. you know, build a business around their skills. And it's more, it's more possible now than it ever was before. And so we're just trying to connect them with like what path makes the most sense for them. Yeah. Do you have any other big ideas that you're working on? Um, oh, so yeah, so I mean, I have lots of like, (laughs) lots of little projects, but within the Maker Mentors community, we're trying to develop, um, 
develop programs that actually give people in our community direct opportunities. So one of the things we did last year is we had a partnership with Uncommon Goods. And after Make Your Mentors, we sent Uncommon Goods a list of the artists who attended who had products that we thought they would be interested in. Mm -hmm. And we know at least one artist um, got a purchase order from them. And like it was great. Yeah, and so things like that make a lot of sense for us because we have a community of, you know, thousands of makers and creators and Mm -hmm. artists who are trying to build a name for themselves. And we also understand, like, my background is really in business and kind of creating these partnerships. And so I understand what brands are looking for, and I can help kind of, you know, be the connection for that. And so we're planning um, a couple of things. One is we're going to do um, a flash sale kind of e-commerce program where we're going to have a flash sale for two days, and it's going to feature products from 50 different makers and, you know, everyone's going to kind of promote it together. And so it's going to give people a chance to get their products in front of new customers, get their work in front of new people. And it's really just great for the community as a whole. So those are the types of like ideas and opportunities I'm always looking at of like, what can we create from our existing community Mm -hmm. that's going to kind of empower everyone and give them new opportunities. That's exciting. So, um, where so so you've worked a lot with brands and also with influencers, I guess you could say. Um, where do you see the biggest disconnect happening there? Yeah, I think um, now everything's kind of shifting. So yeah. when I first started, brands really didn't understand. Um, the blogger business model. So mm-hmm. um, they were very used to working with traditional media where, mm-hmm. you know, you have a staff and a budget and like all of these people working for you. And when you start working with bloggers, you usually have like one creative person who like is very protective of their work uh-huh. and like is trying to monetize it. But, y- you know, it's just a totally different situation. And so I think for a long time, there was a big disconnect and brands had to kind of learn how to work with bloggers and how to create those partnerships. And I think now we've moved to a place where, you know, most bloggers can't make a full-time income from selling advertising. Like uh-huh. it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And most brands don't get huge conversions from advertising. So it doesn't really work. And so now we, you know, a lot of advertising agencies and marketing agencies are really um, kind of trying to find the next thing. Like how do they, you know, how do they get these influencers audiences engaged in content that's related to the brand and in a way that, you know, drives people there. And so it's a really tricky business. And I think, you know, when I was working, my last full-time position was at Disney Interactive and I was working on building an ad network there um, with their influencers and bloggers. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing that, you know, I saw all of these other opportunities for bloggers to make money and for them to monetize their skills. And I was like, well, they could create online courses and they could do books and they could do speaking. And like, there were all of these ways that like would make them a lot more money than advertising. And so it was when I started to explore that, that I started to realize that bloggers can really make the most money by packaging their expertise and the things their readers want from them. (coughs) Excuse me into um, an online course, but creating an online course can be really tricky and time consuming. Mm -hmm. And so I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to create online courses that allowed experts to monetize the 
the expertise that they have and gave the participants a really great experience, mm -hmm. um, but also didn't take everyone so much time that, you know, it wasn't sustainable. And so that's how our workshops are really set up to give people a chance to connect with these influencers, to connect with experts in a, um, in a setting that they wouldn't otherwise get the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. um, and we do it in just a really fun way um, where it's not, you know, them talking to you, but more of a conversation. So if somebody wants to, say, teach a workshop with you through Modern Thrive or Maker Mentors, how do they go about doing that? Um, so we handpick all of our um, instructors and teachers, but we're always looking for recommendations on different topics. And so what we suggest is if somebody um, – you know, has expertise on a specific topic, and they also have a community of people who they've already kind of built around that, then they could reach out to me directly, and we can talk about organizing a course around um, around them. And I think right now it, it's a little tricky because I, I do all, each of them by hand. I, like, oh, pick wow. the person uh -huh. and, like, package them up. And so, you know, I, I kind of have to pick carefully um, yeah. so that I, I don't spend too much time. Um, but I found that, you know, in order to sell a course and really monetize your expertise in that way, you do have to have an established audience of people who are constantly asking you questions and wanting mm -hmm. advice and you don't have enough time in the day to give it to them. Yeah. And when you create a course and kind of fill that need, one, you save yourself a ton of time. And then two, um, you know, you're putting that out into the world to like share with everyone and like it's all in one place and it's, you know, easy and you're making money from it. And so those are the kind of situations that we look for are people who are doing something really interesting that people want to know more about. But most of the time those people are so busy doing their art or doing their blog mm -hmm. that like they can't coach everyone. Um, so we try and give our, our workshops really give people an opportunity to get that kind of coaching. Do you have any favorite bloggers or blogs that you follow? Um, yes. Yeah, so I follow tons of blogs. Um, <laughs> I, I love uh, Kyla Roma. She's been blogging for a really long time and she does a lot of writing for creative business experts. Um, she's amazing. Launch Grow Joy um, from Andrea Ayers. She does a ton of writing about um, how to get PR, how to get media coverage. She's a great resource. Um, Ariane from AEO Lydia. It's A E O L I D I A. She has an amazing blog, like, and subscribe to her newsletter. And she literally just sends out the most amazing resources on how to do a creative business, how to brand yourself, how to market your business. And she's just like, she's very, very smart. So I highly recommend um, all three of those who are, are great resources. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely share those. Um, so, where can we find um, you online, your work, your sites? Yeah. So, um, this is actually such a such a terribly funny story. So, I started blogging in two thousand nine on CassieBorn.com, and I had been writing there ever since until last year. Uh -huh. And my do my domain name expired, and this site called Huge Domains bought it. Oh and no. And they're trying to sell it to me for $1,800. And so I am like, and this happened like a month ago. Oh, so no. I am right now, I was like so irritated with them. 
So soon I will have another blog and it will be back up and all of it will be there. Um, but right now <laughs> I am in transition. Um, and do not let your domain names expire because <laughs> it can be very costly. And yes. Not fun. <laughs> so, but for Modern Thrive and, and Maker Mentors, it's modernthrive.com and makermentors.com, right? Oh, so modernthrive.com and makermentors.org. .org. Um, okay. Yes. And then also um, you can follow Maker Mentors on Instagram at Maker Mentors. And we feature a different maker on there every single day. Awesome. So you'll see like a different artist or maker every day. Um, and it's kind of fun. And, you know, we're always looking for people to feature as well. So you can email me a link to your work and then you can be featured as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Cassie. It was wonderful to talk to you. No problem. This was so fun. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks again, Cassie, for joining me on the show. And thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. You can find links and show notes mentioned in today's show over at MakerMama.com slash episode 18. Thank you all for tuning in today. Remember to stop by audibletrial.com slash themakerview to choose your free audiobook and enjoy a free 30-day trial with access to over 180,000 audiobooks. So whether you're listening in the car, while you clean, or while you're getting your make on, be sure to get your free book at audibletrial.com slash themakerview. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes, and in the meantime, you can visit me over at makermama.com. Happy making, everyone.